The Rise and Grind Morning Show is on. 419 The Grind.
that's all risk. Shoes, red bottoms, bills all crips. Pass the vaccine, niggas all sick. I hear them talk shit, show up and they all on dig. Too much fraud shit, can build a whole house. They shooting all bricks. All that pillow top, and you done lost a bitch. I don't need a pick. Now watch the sauce. That walking CEO, E.T. high flow. Just lift a finger, bitches like, ooh, watch it glow. Call baddie like a willy, smelling like a cash stimmy. If niggas say it's smoke, I'm sliding down the old gym. Now I ain't playing, bitch, really. Nah, 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 a nigga too jiggy. Fuck a mean, you are really grand slam to dick. I know you ain't a boss, cause your bitch be too friendly. I, I, I got a question. What's with the capping nowadays? All you preach about is money. Bitch, I'm stuck in my way. Splashing that reed. Paper and some matrix of shame. Come from a different cloth. We cut the nets after game. Lost some friends and gained endeavors. No handouts, my own investors. Strip club, we bring umbrellas. Happy places under pressure. With the dogs like I'm Cruella. Money talk, I'm serving lectures. Shame my name to Sasquatch. Cause I'm a big stepper. Swish. Bitch, that's all risk. Shoes, red bottoms. Bills all crisp. Pass the vaccine. Niggas all sick. I hear them talk shit, show up and they all on niggas. Too much fraud shit, can build a whole house. They shooting all bricks. All that pillow talk, and you done lost a bitch. I don't need a pick, now watch the sauce drip. Done lost so many homies in the past year. That chillin' be humble shit so last year. Pop my shit, bet I talk it. A nigga took a hell, it was lessons, never lost a church. Never trust a soul, cause they ain't making twin coffee. Church. And don't believe a bitch to say the shit don't do the song. And then it's happy, steady, flossy, exercise. Ooh, they lost me. Just squeezing up behind me, swiping feet up, kissing off. Hey, who you think you is? Crunch time, little with the step back. This God's plan, fuck boys, gotta accept that. All these gold links, they think I'm Cuban. Head on a swivel, every circle got a juice. Pull my shit and y'all can scoop it. MVP for most improvement. Draft night, how y'all be choosing? Way to James, how we hooped it. It's a comeback if I'm losing with the forms. Came from you, it's my till Jordan. Walk up in that bank and it's just how we do it. Hold on. Swish. Money. Bitch, that's all rich. Shoes, red bottoms. Bills all crisp. Pass the vaccine. Niggas all sick. I hear them talk shit, show up and they all on dick. Too much fraud shit. Can build a whole house. They shooting all bricks. All that pillow top. And you done lost a bitch. I don't need a pick. Now watch the style strip. Say what you mean, mean what you say, nigga. Oh 
It's better to love yourself, no BS and BS and then pride yourself of life lessons, life lessons is confidence when you stand on it. Cause your mama gave you all the assets you was born with. Watch your skin glow when you tell her, tell her no. And watch your soul glow when you tell her man no. Recognize the difference, it is no coincidence. Before you step on the scene, don't forget to apply your cup, cup, Had you scared to come out of your house? Right. A 
time when Magic Wand found out he was Plera. And Ray Stone was so fly, yeah, that was the era. Plenty in Philly and all was rapping for Out Hill. That Scott and Libby gang could damn near get a nigga killed. When Northtown was bumping, Southwick was slumping. Follow the light, lightning rod had every club jumping. I give her all my legs, two shoulders and the two. To see Toledo how it was in my youth. Man, I miss the old Toledo. Let's make sure they 25 or 10 cents. They were 25 cents. The Mighty Bite Ice Cream Sound. You can't Mighty make bites. me remember because I've never I'm heard of them. I'm not trying to make you remember. You just said, let's uh, make Shay remember. That's exactly well, let's what you remember said. Then, I can't remember because I've never heard and of them. And let's make Dennis remember the 10 cent Hershey Pops. They used to come in blue, what? red, I don't, I don't remember, remember any ice cream. You know the Mighty Bites? I don't know what the Mighty Bites is. You never go to J.R. Scary Out. We got 10 cent Hershey Pops. Where's J.R. Scary Out? J.R. Scary Out was on Belmont Ewing. We are not the same age group here. I don't even, never even heard of that. Before. I'm Bobby, Bobby Howard's Howard's had it too. Bobby Howard's had it. And I didn't Hershey still know about too. those either. They came out when? I don't know. What year? I was I was like seven or eight in the 80s. I wasn't even born yet. Moving right along. Good morning, grinders. I remember not 25 cents. I remember. I told I'm, you. I'm going to okay, find you guys okay. some mighty bites. I don't know. Nobody said what. that they I'm, weren't real. I just uh, told you I can't relate. I've never heard of them before. Well, act like you can relate. No, to I'm not going to act like anything. I can't relate. I'm not going to fake. Dennis, can you relate? I don't never want to relate. I'm going to find some mighty bites. I'm bringing them in. I'm going to find I'm a plug. Gonna I'm gonna, <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> that is one thing about me. I ain't faking it, okay? Oh, my goodness. Well, you you never experienced ice cream sounds unless you experienced the mighty bites. Well, I'm sorry. I never experienced it. Bite. You got to take two bites. Uh, we're going to find out he's got an interest in Mighty Bites. Yeah. Is that him. what it is? He's he's got how much you got? Hey, I don't know Mighty Bites. They don't make how much you got? He act like Mighty Bites gave him a stimulus check. Huh? I'm just saying. <laughs> how much you got in there? Huh? Uh, Wait, he, you got Mighty Bites um, stocks. And you invested. Uh, how much you got? <laughs> he got 10 cents. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> Moving right along. How y'all doing this morning, Toledo? Good. Good. How you good. Good. We got our boy Dennis in the building. Yeah, yeah he was knocking soft today. He wasn't knocking like the police. Hey man, last time he said I, I sounded like the cops, so I'm trying to. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to. Then move, I opened the door. Easy. He looked like a dirty cop. I said, "Oh shit, we all going." <laughs> Next time I'm bringing, no, a, I'm gonna bring a warrant and slip, slip it under you guys' door mm. when I show up. Oh, don't up. do that. Don't I got like, kids so. You won't get in that day. <laughs> You're like, "What well, Dennis gonna make it?" <laughs> knocking at the front door. Uh, <laughs> we gonna close the door. We don't hear nothing. All right. Yeah, it's a certain kind of knock. We we know it's like it's in all our ears. I'll, I'll make one that's a little bit more. Yeah. Oh man, let's send a shout out to our sponsors. Hot box. Hot box. Mud City ENT. Yep. Essential Vibes. Uh-huh. Lance Self, the people sells me himself. Yes, sir. Jay Rush. Yep. 
Sasha Denise. Sasha. Ah, your voice coming back. Ah. Greater New Psalmist Baptist Church. Amen. Jason White and the Witness uh, Riches Program, hey. the Black Letters, Dope Chasers. I got them uh, on today. 14 Day Credit Fix Program, all of that. Yeah. Uh, the Social Butterfly. Hey, Miss Carter. Miss Carter been all over. You see her post? She got pictures with everybody. Yeah, Eric B. Rakim. She always popping. Uh, all kind of musical artists, football players popping. and stuff. And the Hype Organization. Hype, hype. And if you would like to be a sponsor, you can hit us up at Rise. And Grind. At the409grind.com and we'll get you hooked up with some sponsorship packages. And like I say all the time, it's a great time to jump on board with the 409 And Kendall Grind. Harvey. You forgot about Kendall Harvey. I thought I said Kendall. No, you didn't. I'm you sorry. went from Social Butterfly to Hype Organization. Well, get me together. I was wondering I'm why you were saying Grind too. I <laughs> yeah, I was looking at you the whole time. And Kendall Harvey. Thank mm. you. I apologize, Mr. Harvey, because I stopped at your booth at the Ottawa Park. I was hoping to meet you. You weren't there, but I told your people to tell you I said hi. So, if you would like to be a sponsor of the Rise Man Morning Show, you get us up at Rise and Grind at the409grind.com and we'll get you hooked up with some sponsorships. Mm. All right. All right. You got weather for us? Yeah, I do. You see Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Nice outside, right? The sun definitely ain't dropped out like it's hot. That's definitely. The rain dropping like it's hot. That's the only thing (laughs) dropping like it's hot. It is currently 68 and it's a drizzle. That's new. I've never seen the word drizzle up there and it's got the little, you see the rain effects? Number yeah. don't use drizzle. So. Yeah, and it's raining. <laughs> and it's going to be raining all day, actually. The sun is not coming out today. It does mm-hmm. say we will be at a high 79 because it is muggy out there. It is yeah. muggy. So um, you guys can expect the sun to That's not nice come out. summer rain. Summer rain. It is. They had a, a window rain. open yeah. with some candles, yeah. mm-hmm. with a silk sheet. And the turtleneck on, like Carl No, Thomas. why would you have a turtleneck on? I said oh. a silk sheet. Silk <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Wait a minute, what? <laughs> Why don't you have a turtleneck on? Just because Carl Thomas wore turtlenecks in the summer. Oh, Uh-oh. oh, okay. And so, would you have a silk sheet or a satin sheet? I will have a. What's hotter, silk or satin? It's silk, huh? I don't know. Silk is kind of hot. It is I ain't gonna hot. lie. It's so satin. Yeah. Just satin. That satin with that cool breeze, you slide across them sheets and fall off the other side mm-hmm. of the bed. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm poor. I wouldn't know nothing about that, but I seen it on TV. I can't wait to get, get in the bed. <laughs> it's gonna be a nice little breeze. Oh man! So yeah, that's the weather for today. Uh, as far as traffic is concerned, I didn't see any new reporting incidents. I just know it's wet out there, so people need to take their time to slow down. Did you guys see anything new? No, just uh, be aware of the construction areas. Um, like I said, Central, I mean uh, between Central and Kenwood on Douglas. Uh, the airport. The airport of uh, construction. Jefferson the 16th, the Downtown. 17th. I saw another spot, but I can't remember. I'm sorry. It'll come to you. It'll come, It'll come to you. And then I'll say it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm always ready. Next time to shine. It's all on you, Morning show. You got some topics? Well, I'm ready to argue with you. I ain't arguing with you. <laughs> Never argue with a lawyer. Never argue with a lawyer. <laughs> Tell that to my girlfriend. <laughs> it's all fair when we ain't in court. <laughs> this is time to Yeah, there's some places you don't argue. No, but if you did it, you're paying to lie. Just don't bother. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's talk, guys. Let's talk. You so let's one crazy story that I just saw out of Springfield, Illinois, right? So these drug tests they do on the side of the street are notoriously wrong. Wait, 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 wait. On the side of the street? Yeah. So like if they pull you over in the car and they think you've got drugs in them, they do these tests like right there and then and there, you know? They like drop this little thing in there and it's supposed to tell you what kind of drugs are oh, in it, okay. but they're wrong like all the time. It's a huge problem. Well, this one incident in Illinois in April really exposes how wrong it can be. So this guy gets pulled over in Springfield, Illinois, and he's got 
uh, his two-year-old daughter's ashes in a little vial that he keeps next oh, to him. Oh, I saw the video. And, Did you? and the officer so. says, I think this is either meth or ecstasy. So he does one of these little roadside st- uh, tests on it, and, mm. he's, and it comes back positive, what? which is crazy. It's like, right. how does somebody ashes, a two-year-old's ashes in particular, wow. come back positive? Right. So he's pleading with the guy, like, no, 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 no. This is not yeah, like, this is not what you think it is. He was crying. He was yeah. like, this is my daughter ashes, bro. Yeah. He's like, this is my daughter ashes. Like, he had, like, a little vial. Like, I guess you could carry it with you. Just, it's not the whole urn, but enough. And he was like, yeah. man, this is my daughter ashes, bro. Like, what the fuck is you doing? Yep. Like, the officer was yep. like, I, all that. Yeah, and the officer was doing his thing. Like, no, come back. Was came back black? positive. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the dad shows up. And the, the dad of the guy who got pulled yeah, over. And the dad's like, you know, seriously, this is right. what it is. Like, test it again. They tested again, and eventually they let the guy go. Well, now he's suing the Springfield, Illinois Police Department, saying that you desecrated my daughter. Yeah. You had no right to do that. Yeah. You didn't have a warrant. And this man, be- As he should. It was an emotional video. Like, I almost started crying. Like He was like, man, this is my daughter. Ashley, my daughter died. It like, was like two months ago. It was Dang, like, and, 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 he, and the daughter died under some really bad yeah, circumstances, like, too. Wow. So she like, like, just died. It wasn't, it wasn't no year or nothing. Like, he was crying. I was like, oh, man. So wow. We'll, we'll follow that as it goes. Yeah, uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. It's it's it. Sometimes you might think that, but sometimes right. the government has a lot of protection if they yeah. make an honest yeah. mistake. So they say, yeah. and he's gonna say it was just an honest mistake, even though that's like the worst. No, yeah. that. you know, crazy. the other thing about this is a lot of those roadside tests that you get done end up uh, ultimately after they get tested in the lab not being the drug that they thought it right. was. But people sit in jail for months. That's, yeah, that's on crazy. That. He better apply for a PPP and, and get out shot. <laughs> but they get that thrown out of court as well too. Like yeah, but like a lot it, of times they won't use that as evidence. But in the meantime you got Still pulled into jail, jail. Yeah. you got your bond set a lot of people can't afford their bond right. they sit yeah, there for months crazy. then you might lose a job because yeah. you're sitting in jail why are they still even allowing those tests like that's well, just great if you notice that they're look, doing the, negative so much yeah the drug laws in america is a whole nother topic mm. but like we just need to stop over policing yeah, non-violent drug offenses is the real answer that's like, what it is because in illinois they the, the police can't stop you uh, they can't search your car because they smell marijuana because marijuana is legal there. Yep. So now they're going after other drugs, have you just try, you know, yep. stereotype. One thing after another, right? Yep. But it's just, it's a it's a pretext for pulling people over, especially, you know, certain minorities. That's just what they right. do. And mm-hmm. it's not, it's not, I think that drug use is a public health problem, right. Right? less right, of a criminal right. issue. Right, you know? right. So And Illinois is just a gangster state anyway. Like, that's one of the most corrupt states, for real. So uh, we'll follow that. We'll see if these, these police right. officers end up Getting held accountable for this. Yeah, I don't know. that's crazy. Yeah. But that was a new one you had too, I, I, yeah. I had to throw that one right on there. Because I saw it. I said, man. Yeah, I saw you looking like Am I missing a page? Like you were trying to be slick. Like you were taking a test in class and nobody gave me money. You already seen the video, so this was definitely new news to me. It was sad. So you already got extra credit because you know. The state of Illinois could owe that guy a lot of money, but speaking of states owing people some money, the state of Ohio just passed a new law, $465 million to help certain people in Ohio pay for their housing utility bills. So uh, Governor Mike DeWine signed last week a law that directs $465 million in the federal money that we got for coronavirus to help lower income Ohioans uh, pay things like utility bills, rent, um, and a couple other things. And it really depends on how many people you've got in your household. But the qualifications are anywhere from $39,000 to $74,000 in income per year. So it could affect a whole lot of people. can be paid for uh, things like electric, gas, trash, water, sewer, home, and internet services even in some wow. circumstances. Yeah, I need that because this so, water yeah, bill is too. crazy. My water bill is crazy now. I need yeah. some rent stimulus. Listen. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so I won't be here Monday. I will be at Pathway. <laughs> yep. I'm going so, to fill out my paperwork. So uh, the agency in Lucas County is passed 
Pathway Incorporated, 505 Hamilton. Hamilton Buildings, yeah. the hood, y'all Pit, That's the pit plan. Yeah. <laughs> and you can go to pathwaytoledo.org to see if you can get some more information, see if mm. you qualify, and uh, $465 million, guys. I'm wow. going to try to qualify. That's nice. Yeah, I, I need to qualify for that light I could use help with a light building. I already cut my hair on. It's going to be hot. So yeah. <laughs> right. Um, speaking of money, should college athletes be able to make money off of their efforts in on the field? Absolutely. I think that that's – I agree with you. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's getting them ready for the, uh, yeah. the pros. Yeah, I, I've always thought that, so, that they should be compensated. So 16 states agree with all of us. They've passed legislation that allows college athletes to make some money in mm-hmm. some circumstances. Ohio might be the next one to jump on board. Uh, the crazy thing is that uh, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, and New Mexico are going to take effect on July 1st. So coming up here soon will be the first time those five states start allowing so, college athletes to make money. So that's like a monopoly because now they're going to get they're going to try to go for the best players to come to their state. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, so see, yeah. that's yeah. why Alabama, of course, yeah. Alabama, Rotary, uh, yep, uh, Florida, 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 all, Georgia, all down south, yeah, Mississippi, all, the yeah. SEC. Yeah, they're yeah. serious about yeah. So, so yes, exactly right. Uh, the Alabama quarterback might be able to sign a Nike. Deal while the Ohio State quarterback can't, and that's going to cause all sorts of problems. So people are talking about letting the feds make a law that will either restrict all the money to college athletes or allow all the money to college athletes. No, I need to go ahead and do that. Because whenever you have these, like, uh, states making certain calls and then every other state, like, um, marijuana, legalized marijuana is a great example of that. Yeah, that should have been federal. Exactly. So certain things just affect so much of our population that it should just be handled, like, let's just get one legislative Mm -hmm. body to determine what the answer is, and then we'll just go with it there. So some stuff the government don't even want to fool with, though. That's the problem. Yeah. So Ohio might be jumping into this fray, though, because like those other 16 states, uh, recently there was a news conference that uh, was announcing that they were going to introduce major legislation involving uh, collegiate athletes being able to make some money. Yeah. Obviously, be huge here, Ohio State, yeah, and right. a lot of these schools. The Ohio State. Yeah, that'd be they make a lot of money. Yes, They're they big. do. So. You know, look, a lot of these colleges will say, we give our student athletes a, a education Stipend. and that's enough. Like, that's that's worth a lot. But the fact is, these people are risking their lives out yeah. there. Right. Anytime yeah. they step on that field and wear that jersey, yeah. they could tear their ACL and, and be done. Yeah. Because a lot of them, only 3% of college athletes make it to Absolutely. pros. 3%. So they're, they play four years, sometimes three or four years in football or basketball, and they might get hurt. At the end of the year, they yeah. won't. They can't make it to the pros yeah. because it's not like they have any insurance for that. Right. Or right. So yeah. these people are putting their literally their careers or livelihoods on the line, mm. and they get. I mean, it's not like this they don't the get NFL anything. They, they, they get an education, right. but but this has been an argument since the Fab Five with Chris Webber and them. They, Chris Webber yeah. one brought it up. They, yeah. They're selling our jersey with our number and yeah. our names on yeah. it. We ain't getting paid. Yeah, yeah. they're getting so, all yeah. the licensing rights, all right. the TV rights. Right. I mean, these it's 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 exploitative. There's no other way to trouble. They get in trouble if somebody give them a text. I like what you're doing here. A couple thousand. They were making video games. Yeah, from they stopped that because of this. Yeah, that's why they stopped because college athletes weren't making any money off of it. That's crazy. Yeah. So we're gonna see uh, we're gonna see how this goes. There's also other issues when you start getting into this. Like, can college athletes hire uh, agents, for example? Mm, like, yeah. it gets it gets messy pretty quickly. But we're gonna see how this all plays well, out. What's the problem with the uh, uh, college athlete hiring an agent? Well, number one, the agents are gonna obviously j- jack the price up uh, for everything. Like, uh, in in my world, car accident cases, uh, it's been found that if you have a car accident lawyer, it's three times you get three times more on average on your settlements than you would by yourself. I trust the same is true for student athletes. They're gonna get three times more if they've got somebody who knows their value and is really pushing it um you know they always say like if you represent yourself you got a fool for a client Mm. it's like everything always sounds different coming Mm -hmm. from somebody else so i say you know he's worth 
a million bucks and he says he's worth a million bucks it sounds a lot better coming from somebody next to him right. you know? right. so right. And, and Lord, some, some judges won't listen really pay you no attention when you represent yourself yeah it's a, it's a tricky one I used to work I, I used to work for the public defender's office for many years man mm-hmm. I saw, saw so it all. all the tricks to I saw it all man for sure mm. uh, anyways did you, did you ever cry do I ever cry? No, did you ever cry? Did you ever cry in some of the cases you see? I know you saw some heartbreakers. I mean, what? not like in court. Oh, no. <laughs> I wouldn't be here right now. Hey, it's a nighttime movie. No, I mean, I've seen a lot of injustice and sad things, and like you. I mean, you name it. You yeah. see, you know. I mean, anyone has ever spent any time in Toledo Municipal Court? Oh my yeah. god. Okay, so you guys yeah. know. I want to cry just to sit there for a traffic ticket. Damn, I've been here for three hours. Come on now. As a, as a public defense. <laughs> intern I was allowed to I was able to do a lot of good things for people mm-hmm. right so I think it was like banking karma in a lot of ways right. like you know, I, nobody was getting paid a lot right but you know mm. anyways yeah. <laughs> moving right along <laughs> <laughs> and no I have never cried in court <laughs> just make that really clear <laughs> alright uh, so last year actually between 2016 and 2020 a four year period of time the Ohio State Highway Patrol estimated that 66,000 crashes happened with a distracted driver and that mm-hmm. led to 212 people dying so texting and driving is a really big problem but the question is how do we solve it in a way that respects people's rights but also gets uh you know makes people safer on the roads there's two ways we could do this one of them is we make it a primary offense which means they could pull you over just if they see you operating your phone at all Uh right now in ohio that's currently not the way it goes they've got to catch you both doing that and something else Mm. so speeding oh really going out of the lines now if you're a child that's different right right but currently it's a secondary offense Mm. there's a push in ohio to move it to a primary offense meaning that would be the only reason that police need to pull you over oh man now that sounds like a bad idea especially for people who have to deal with getting pulled over disproportionately so so you know what's crazy about this is that the law actually uh it's it's highly under debate right now and they would have to make exceptions for like dialing phone numbers or doing what they call one swipe actions which is like swiping to answer the phone the crazy part about that is how are they going to know whether you're doing that or that's you're... what i was about to say too like how do they even know what you're doing just because i'm looking down don't even mean i'm on my phone that law this law that we're talking about is something passed like this in new york and they will give you a 750 dollars ticket for your phone being in your head and they pull you over yeah, so like I understand both sides of it. It's yeah, like it's yeah. a dangerous thing. I get that, and, it is. and you know, as a car accident we see all sorts of horrible stuff. Right. But at the same time, we got to respect the fact that you can't just pull people over for basically nothing. Yeah, unless that's what we want to do. And that's because what's, how would you even know? If a cop like pulls you said, up next if you, you did or just one swipe, how did, my phone is usually down here. It ain't like it's up here while yeah. I'm on it. So. So yeah, it, it, and exactly. and also so for how, uh, that's what I'm saying. How would you well, even some, know? No, I, I see some people doing this when they're driving. Man. Yeah, I've seen. Well, that. Yeah, I can see. Now yeah. you're doing that. Okay. Some people be FaceTiming like, yeah, I'm driving. Yeah. Well, maybe the I, phone manufacturer should just turn the phones off for everything uh, but navigation. See, I used to have in my car a, a phone mount, so where I'm talking, but I'm not holding both of my that's good. hands are on the wheel. Some cars do have car uh, car mode or whatever it is. Yeah, airplay car 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 airplay or whatever that is. So it basically, when you get to the car, yeah. Uh, you only can do certain things on on the phone. I mean, that sounds like a better solution to me yeah. than policing it, right? Because we don't want more interactions needlessly with police officers, right. really. Right. I mean, that's what we've seen cause problems over and over and over again. We want less interactions with police officers mm-hmm. if we can. 
There's a lot of technology that. Old people. Yeah, My right, car don't have right. that, so but they see, need to make more affordable cars. That's how technology forces you to evolve. Yeah, yeah, it forces you to. Right up to your car, you can be driving. Uh, Siri, text uh, Shay, tell her I'm on my way to the studio, yeah. and you don't have to so do that. But I'm saying we need yeah. that. Though. I've always thought, like, even with the seatbelt law, like, why don't uh, car manufacturers make it to where if your uh, uh, seatbelt isn't fastened, the car won't go into drive? I mean, it's not a bad idea. You ever see those ones that, like, come along? Yes, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Cool so, I, don't, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of ways that we could probably do things that don't revolve law enforcement. Right. And I think we just need to get out of that mentality that law enforcement is the only answer to any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's There are certainly places where the, the you know law enforcement is necessary, but we, I don't think we need to be expanding interactions right, yeah. with people on the street if we can avoid it. Technology is a... a Fine way to accomplish this. Yeah, but yeah. you know that texting and driving has caused a lot of people it has. to lose their life. And I've seen know, it. I know. That if you kill somebody texting and driving, you're gonna be an emotional wreck. Yeah, yeah. So you know it's, it's bad on both sides of the ball. Well, and also just bear some personal responsibility. You shouldn't be picking up your phone when you're behind the wheel. Right. It's dangerous. It could kill somebody. Kill yourself. I mean, there's also that component of it. I've seen people be like. Fuck the road looking for their phone. I've seen like, that. Oh my God, my you know who used to do that? The car still driving. You know who used to do that? <laughs> my father used to do that. It's not even, the, but not his phone though. It'll be something like like he's eating something. He's driving like. <laughs> driving oh, like he, he's driving. I've seen people doing their, doing their makeup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His dad, his dad was a busy dude, so he was always he was trying to do something. So like, that, I can man. picture him eating on the run, trying to drive, eat some hot ass fries or something. My brother was in the car with him one time. He was like, he had to take the wheel while he was looking for what he was looking for. Looking for that pickle. So this is another thing about this that I think is really uh, telling about this proposed law. The bill would require law enforcement agencies to track the race of all individuals cited for attracting driving offenses to make sure that it's not disproportionately affecting Uh, one race or another. I think that if you even need to put that in a law, then you need to really question whether So you know there's a problem. (laughs) Right. That's bad. Or at least a potential one. Right. So, and that's like pretty rare, frankly, that in the law they're like, let's make sure that this isn't going one way or another. So I think that tells that's you everything rare? you need to know. Kind of, yeah. They don't usually just like admit that it's possibly going to be used uh, yeah. disproportionately, okay. Okay. right? Well, so, since the black people know it's high, just pull them over. They made me on the phone. That's that's what we're trying I'm to avoid, you. man. That's I'm what we're trying to avoid, man. So, wow. In any event. Uh, Ohio just approved three new existing conditions for medical marijuana use. So Ohio um, sort of limped in with medical marijuana. They, when it originally passed, it only allowed um, a prescription for some pretty serious, uh, some pretty serious things like AIDS, right. cancer, um, fibromyalgia, like Hep C, multiple sclerosis, pretty much. De- devastating, debilitating, the, the potentially like yeah, yeah. yeah. Pain, pain. Uh, and they did uh, have a couple that are probably a little less life threatening, but they could be like post traumatic stress, um, the intractable pain, like you said, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, well, they just expanded three other ones: uh, chronic migraines, hmm. arthritis, and complex regional pain syndrome. So they're starting to expand it slowly, but it's still probably not what needs to happen. They need to just go ahead and what is what is complex it. regional pain? Is that like pain that the doctors can't determine that you have? Um, it's like in a specific area, so oh, yeah. it could be like multi-system. So it could be like you know your liver and a, n- a couple of other organs within a certain region oh, okay. of your body. But basically, uh, not probably would have qualified anyways under the former definition of like intractable pain, severe and intractable pain, chronic mm. pain. But in any event. Uh, I think that Ohio eventually is going to have a reckoning with how we're going to deal with medicinal marijuana. When you start looking at the numbers, it's a little tough to argue against it, like you're saying. Um, Michigan raised $500 million right. on recreational mar- oh, marijuana. Wow. That's tax revenue. That's not sales. Right. $500 million. 
Uh, Illinois, first day that it went recreational, eleven million dollars. Yeah. Mm. Colorado been booming. Ten too. billion dollars in sales. Ten billion. Ten billion with a B. Somebody and, ain't going ahead and approving everywhere else. I'm confused. I don't know. Colorado like is $2 billion in tax revenue on that $10 billion. That's what I'm saying. Sales. That's right. We were talking today earlier, say, Ohio's Zodiac sign must be like a cancer because they stubborn. They stubborn be. with all the laws. They you were cancer, you could relate. So I'm telling you, they, they, they stubborn because they should have been passing. Cancer Michigan, or Gemini. Michigan, 10 minutes away. We can go get high if we want to. Yeah, like, for real. I feel like, like that's so stupid to me. But then if you go and people still don't get high regardless. Well, he, feel like and then we get back to the federal issue of like, okay, like if you go to Michigan, come back to Ohio, you down traffic across state lines it's a federal offense so it's stupid we're spending money needlessly when we could be making it right that's what i'm saying they're making all this money i think it's inevitable eventually guys but you know here we are most people are pretty high when they're off the ceremonial herbs I don't sign no other petition, but I signed that one about 12 times each time they was out there driving family. I couldn't believe it. When we were in law school, we learned this case about this guy who cited religious reasons to smoke like peyote or marijuana or something. And the United States Supreme Court basically said, just ask your state. If you want to do it, ask your state. You can't just cite religious reasons and then just do whatever you want. Like, if that's what you want, get the state to make that accommodation for you. So, anyways. Mm. So, speaking about <laughs> speaking of millions of dollars, <laughs> seems like we're on a certain trend today. Yeah, right. Right. Speaking of millions of dollars, so uh, you know what's crazy is that if your insurance company doesn't treat you fairly, which they always say they do, of course, but they don't, and that's this is a perfect illustration of it. Then you could sue them for something called bad faith. Bad faith is like being dishonest or sort of like shysty, right? Mm, I wish I would have knew about this. Look, um, and so. Uh, it happens all the time, and actually, the bad faith claims themselves can sometimes be way bigger than whatever the underlying claim is. And like a lot of insurance, uh, a lot of like insurance companies get stung really bad by mm-hmm. having certain type of shady behavior. So this guy in Pennsylvania crashes his car, and he basically had like a twelve thousand dollar repair for his nineteen ninety six Jeep Grand Cherokee. This thing has been going on since ninety six. Okay, and twelve thousand dollar repairs. Yes. Bought a new car. <laughs> well, so he was saying, look, my thing, my car's totaled. It was right. a ninety six. You know, Jeep. It was, and so he's saying it's totaled. Um, Nationwide sent it to their Blue Ribbon Repair Program, which Mm. is a series of places that fix cars, and they give him the car back, but it still has frame damage. So he sues them, saying basically, "Look, you forced me to get this car fixed. It's still not fixed, and you are trying to save a little bit of money just by doing it this way versus just totaling out my car." Well, it goes. You know, all the way to a judge. The judge issues a twenty-one million dollar bad faith verdict. What? Yeah, this stuff's not. This is not planned. It was twelve thousand dollar car. Eighteen million dollars in punitive damages to punish Nationwide uh, for shysty behavior, which is that's how I'm going to keep referring to it. That's my right. legal. That's that's the legal definition of bad faith. <laughs> Three million for attorneys' fees. Wow. What? So it goes all the way up to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court more recently, and the Supreme Court couldn't decide. They deadlocked half and half. Which we, means we don't really know the fate of that twenty-one million dollar judgment. Wow. So this man, wait, got, what? Man, somebody about to tell me something. You about to have my twenty-one million dangling? <laughs> so the three right. million will go to his lawyer, right? Three million goes to the lawyer. So he, gets, he gets eighteen, right? But he gets eighteen. Well, he's supposed to get eighteen million dollars. Depending on how this all plays out. So but, the lawyer already got paid out, and he's no, still, no, 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 no. I don't know if anyone's gotten paid out, oh. yet, but yeah. I think this just illustrates the point that even if you have this little 
dispute with your insurance company. If they don't play fair with you, and I mean That's exactly crazy. fair with you, you can sting them bad. And you should, frankly. Yeah. What's the statute yeah. limitation? Because I got an insurance company. I want to. Depends on in whatever state it is. So, mm, I mean, this was here. You know, just go, go schedule a free consultation. We'll talk. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to get $3 million in insurance fees on this so that's just the point is that just because somebody doesn't play fair with you you might think you're only owed what you get in a car accident mm -hmm. case or whatever but you need to always remember when you deal with these insurance companies they have a duty to play fair with you if they don't play fair with you you can sting them bad mm. and that's the only way they listen frankly yeah. and nah. i'm a scorpio so that's my language yeah. insurance, <laughs> is, insurance <laughs> is the biggest hustle it is like i mean you, you should get money back every year if you don't get in a car accident yeah that's right I've said it again, I'll say it, I'll say it a million times. There's, there, there's no love lost for insurance companies. We take them to the cleaner all the time, and it is the best feeling in the world. So do not, <laughs> not lose, don't lose sleep, don't lose sleep <laughs> over this. I'm so sorry, Nationwide, for your $25 million judgment. They got really. that. They got that. They got it. They can yeah, rub they a couple that. nickels together. Yeah, they could. Yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, you said you're a Scorpio. You told me the first time that you were going to figure out what my sign is. You're gonna guess. Oh, I forgot. I was supposed to be doing. What that. are you gonna guess? I now, see, I've been on three shows now. I'll give you three more shows. No, I don't <laughs> need three out. more, but I forgot. I wasn't paying attention, so dang. Give me next Wednesday. <laughs> I'll give it to you. <laughs> next Wednesday for show. She had a hard week this week. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's go to this. We'll use that this next one for last. But uh, Russell Simmons. Oh, yeah, yeah, we talked about that. We talked about yeah. that, man. So there's this energy drink company called Celsius. Have you mm -hmm. ever had this energy drink? No, uh, no never I never even had heard of it. So until he I put like it. Russell Simmons put like fourteen million dollars behind this energy. Drink of course company, he did. Which, you know, when he probably thought it was a pretty good investment. Well, his uh, former wife, Kamora Lee, and her now husband, Tim Leisner, um, he claims now fraudulently transferred nearly 4 million shares to themselves to pay for Leisner's legal fees mm -hmm. and bails. So apparently in 2018, her husband got caught for like uh, money laundering or yeah. something, mm -hmm. and he owed $44 million in restitution. Uh, wow. Or else he was going to suffer jail time. So what Russell Sims is now saying is they started moving these shares around to make good on that forty-four million or whatever he owed to this court or whoever it was. Mm. And uh, of course, Kamora Lee, for her part, denies all the allegations. Says it's you know all fake and you know. Oh, not, not this Why would so, Russell make that up? I mean, for, you know what's funny about this is like he said that his new accountants discovered a substantial yeah. unexplained yeah, change. Like, yeah. how, how how do you miss $14 right. million on the balance sheet? But, right. I mean, that's Russell Simmons kind of money. Where like fourteen so million might have spent like accounting error. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. His, his you got that much money, you can't. Cool huh? oh, his older so? account must have still been cool with Kamora. That could have been it. That's yeah. why he got new accountants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Check, count these pennies. Because an account told me you'd be surprised how much money you could have shaving two pennies off every account. I mean, it's, it's like that boy. What is it? Boiler room? What was that one where they're just like taking little percent? Oh, yeah. I just watched Some, that like yeah. uh, during COVID. Some, one it? of these movies. Yeah. It's about like just taking like very small amounts of money off everything and uh -huh. it ends up becoming a ton of money. I yeah. forget that. It's like a comedy or something. Yeah. Not boiler yeah. room. Mm. Anyways. That's all it is. Soldier Boy. Boy, yeah, well, I'm, I think they're, I think they might be telling him. He just got sued by uh, an ex who claims that he was abusive and it caused her to have a miscarriage. Uh, um, I wonder if that's Nia, because I could have sworn Nia had a miscarriage. You know, I don't the know. One who, the one who had a miscarriage is the one who who, who saw him. Nia Riley. 
Love it might be. Yeah. I don't know. The the story I was reading at least didn't say her name. They actually said an anonymous ex-girlfriend. She actually sued under the name Jane Doe, which happens a lot mm. for situations that are like sensitive. Maybe you don't want to put your name out there. I remember her saying they so, had a miscarriage. It, it might have been her. her I don't know. But she, she's claiming that basically, you know, for from 2014 to 2019, they had this on again, on off yeah, again relationship. Her. And um, she her. could no longer stand the abuse. Yeah, that's probably her. that's right. And um, they was on the show about 2018. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. They were filming mm-hmm. in the complaint. It says they were filming a reality TV show, yes, and night vision cameras caught a physical altercation. Yep, oh, that's wow. so he um, yeah, he's. They're basically claiming that Soldier Boy sort of caused a lot of mental and physical abuse to her, including mm-hmm. her having to have well, physical. Yeah, she said that on the show the one time too, though. So, anyways, for her Soldier Boy's part, uh, the rep says Soldier would never put his hands on a female. He wouldn't beat a fe- woman or put his hands on a woman. This is nonsense. Mm-hmm. Well, so, Soldier Boy didn't say that. So, so he didn't know. say that? His rep said that. Oh, That's what his rep said. He actually hasn't commented on this yet. He can't. Oh, he hasn't? I don't think so. He better not say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he got a good look. <laughs> you say he was against you yeah. in the court of law. So we've been, so we've been talking. Because they had like, definitely bring up them flicks. Because they went to, uh, they was on Love and Hip Hop. And then they was on a couple's retreat. And yeah. so it was about the relationship. And there's like a video of something that. like this And I, they even argued over there. So I'm pretty, he better not say nothing. Because mm-hmm. they can definitely pull up some receipts. Oh, boy. Well. Then it's back to your favorite topic, huh? I mean, I can't get away from this, guys. I'm not I trying to find this. Like, every week, all right. Every week is something about <laughs> All right, so, like, yeah, there's been this mystery. We've got we've had two fatalities in two weeks involving self-driving Teslas. One was in Texas, one was in California. Mm-hmm. Both of them were kind of suspicious because we don't really know how these could happen. Tesla claims that you cannot operate one of these cars in autopilot unless you're in the seat. Okay, mm-hmm. So I've been trying to get to the bottom of how this possibly could happen. You guys suggested maybe that this was being hacked or something. Well, we couldn't obviously figure it out because these were fatalities and the people who were doing it couldn't speak about it. Well, in California last week, a guy is driving on the highway and he looks over and he sees somebody in the backseat of a Tesla sleeping and nobody in the front seat at all. So he pulls out his phone and they start recording this guy rolling down the highway with nobody in the seat. And so they call the police or somebody who sees the video online calls the police. The police get behind this guy. They follow him for like 10 or 15 minutes trying to stop him. He's sleeping. So Mm. the car's just barreling down the highway. And finally they pull him over. He looks like he just woke up out of a nap. They're asking him (laughs) if he was sleeping. He was like, no, no, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Which like, let me just give somebody, everybody a little advice here. If the police stop you, you don't need to talk to them. Like there's no obligation for you to talk to them. So like you don't even need to try to defend yourself. You just simply not say anything. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't need to be mean about it, but like you have an obligation to talk to police. Anyways, there's a video of him basically saying like, I'm just tired, I'm just tired. And uh, he's an engineer. Uh, He, he, I believe, though he has not admitted this, that he hacked the car's system so that he could get in the back seat. On the way, on the wings of this, Consumer Reports, the company that does like uh, car reviews and whatnot, mm-hmm. came out and said that it was incredibly easy to dis- disable the features that would prevent the car from operating what in autopilot. What's going on with Tesla? I just don't understand. So yeah, the Consumer Reports said that their engineers had easily tracked, tricked a Tesla Model Y so that it could drive an autopilot, and the automaker's driving assistance features were would be turned off, basically. Wow, so that's I probably what's happening. Uh, bring that crisis down. Y'all bought a thirty thousand dollar car. <laughs> Why was y'all a hundred thousand and all these? Now it's easily to be hacked. Like what is going on? This dude, this dude was angry though because he said, "I'm gonna I'm keep sitting in the back." Yeah, he said, "I'm time. gonna go in the back really? seat right yeah. now." You feel me? I'm waiting for my car to charge. That's what he said when he got out of jail. What? So he does not. He does not. He's not. He's defiant. He's not stopping. He also said. He, said, he also said. Uh, 
by mid 2020, everybody else who got Teslas will be doing the same thing. Yep, that's yeah, right. So do they stop around. at the red light and stuff? It's yeah, yeah. Because it's just not perfect. How does yeah. it get off the expressway? Like it does. It's programmed like that. It's just like we have our GPS. The it's GPS basically drives the car. But remember, the one didn't stop. Didn't it didn't stop for a turned over uh, semi truck. Yeah. So it's not perfect. Yeah, it ain't perfect. And that's you why know, you supposed to wear your seatbelt. I also like why I just don't want the, the cons- more conspiratorial side of me is like when these things are automated. How's this, what's to stop somebody from like hacking it and killing you if they wanted to? You know, uh-uh. All right. Like yeah. I've been watching the show on Amazon Prime called. Uh, what is it? Uh, it's called Upload. Okay. And the way the guy I saw dies. That. I didn't watch it yet. It's like a future. It's like future. It's pre, it's pretty cool, but yeah. it's like this future show. And the idea of it is like the main character dies in a self driving car crash. Wow. Because yeah. somebody wanted him gone. Right, right. So right. I, maybe I'm just like thinking about that. Hey, right now, hey, it's possible, though. Yeah, because yeah. the police can stop stolen, stolen cars with the uh, All Star stuff, right? And they program into that and slow them down. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, We've been practicing um, in my family for combined 35 years, and we've seen a lot of people make a lot of mistakes involving car accidents. So mm-hmm. I want to take the opportunity to at least explain maybe some things that you should do if you've been in a car accident. I thought maybe she would be here since she's our <laughs> resident expert <laughs> in car accidents. She accident. watching. Yeah, she, she, for you. <laughs> That's what you want to say. <laughs> but uh, so, so a couple things. Uh, first of all, biggest one, don't ever leave the scene of a car accident. People do that all the time. It's a crime. Mm-hmm. You cannot leave the scene of a car accident, period. They full stop. Scared. I know that. And if they don't have insurance in particular, that's like the reason why you probably might want to leave. It's a bad idea. You're only creating insult to injury and you're only going to make it worse for yourself. Mm-hmm. They're going to find you eventually. Mm-hmm. So uh, just don't leave the scene. It's mm-hmm. just not that simple. Uh, a lot of people a lot of people will uh, not get medical attention right afterwards because they don't know how it's gonna get paid or they're scared about how it's all gonna work out. You really, really need to go to the hospital if you even think there's a problem. And it's not me being an ambulance chaser saying like, go get a, right, right. a neck brace. It's like, you know, really, <laughs> you might as well get checked out as soon as you can because what ends up happening is the insurance companies will say later, if you didn't go right away, you couldn't yeah. have been that hurt. Right. So it's better to just get checked out at first and then go to your primary care physician every time. Um, big one. Don't hold court in the streets. Don't what? Don't hold court in the streets. Oh, Don't no. try to determine oh, no. who is I'll at fault. I'll uh, I'll write you a check right now. Yeah. That or yelling about who is responsible. Oh, okay. Emotions yeah. run high. Yeah. You, there's a place and time for us to all decide who is responsible for something. It's not right there and then. Just exchange information as hard as this can be. Mm-hmm. Don't let your emotions get the better of you. We see a lot of situations where people are fighting yeah. physically, that you know, whatever, verbally. Yeah. Um, especially if it wasn't my fault, I'm slapping the yeah, dogs right. out of you. It's oh, just, who? <laughs> well, please don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> uh, uh, you want to collect as much information as you can, which sounds obvious, but mm-hmm. don't forget that you have a phone in your pocket, which has a camera. Almost everybody does. Use it. You know, you want to see the conditions of the road. You want to see where cars were coming from, everything about that situation that you can, where the impacts happen, because those cars are going to move fast. Uh, all the debris is going to get swept up and you're not going to have all that evidence. Mm-hmm. So try to get it as soon as you can if you're if you're healthy enough to do it. Um, and the, another part of that is look around for security cameras. This is something that people don't realize a lot, but everywhere that we go in this world, there's almost a camera on you at all times. Mm. You'd be all surprised day. when two people dispute who was at fault. I had the green light. I had the green light. Well, if I go to the gas station, I find the security camera. I can figure that out pretty easily. Right. So look around for security cameras because you got only have so much time to get that evidence. Mm. Um, make a police report. A lot of people don't want to make police forward and get police involved. Man, you sweating over there? You getting in a right, car accident? Yeah. Yeah, right over there. <laughs> 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 Once we start talking about car accidents, he's like, I want to get up while I was talking about it. I ain't seen his hair in a long time. I was like, what the hell is that over there? <laughs> over there, sweating. 
I ain't been no cars in this door. It's like he's he's in the hot drive. He's the frying pan himself. I didn't know what was going on. I thought you was like, everything he was saying, you got like more eyes. Take your headphones off, take your hat off. He on the run. He was going to the last minute. He like, damn it, I left. I ain't do nothing about it. He like, I'm going down. Right, Jim is telling me everything. I saw you checking bark. Yeah, right. Too. He like, took his hat like, off. When, when, when we going to break? <laughs> you gotta go get your car out of here. Pull around. He's nervous because he shows that he needed a ride. Yeah, and then if you're if you're as nervous as him, you should always talk to an attorney. (laughs) It doesn't cost you anything, and it's always a good idea to get somebody independent to look at what's going on. So that's that's my pitch. The tile sounded all rusty. I know. Oh, and last thing, a lot of people don't do this. You need to make sure you're telling your insurance company you got in an accident, even if you don't think it's your fault. Because, so you yeah, because the your insurance policy says that you have to notify them without a cer- within a certain period of time or else mm-hmm. they're going to deny your claim completely. So even if you think it was the other person's fault, call your insurance company, tell them you got in an accident so that they don't automatically deny you if you are ultimately found out to be at fault. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that they're not at fault, but mm-hmm. then it's not as clear as they think. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're always better to be safe than sorry. Man, right. You always come up with the good topics, Dennis. Yeah, I'm trying, guys. Yes. Every week, man. It's just a lot of, a lot it. going on in the yeah, law. We show these big moments. They're so much easier. Yeah. Last, <laughs> <laughs> last week, some guy, uh, I, I, if I can find that, he asked something about um, why political figures get away with lying. Mm. I forget who it was. He's somewhere in here. Maybe he's listening now. But uh, this is an interesting interesting question but like but mainly the issue is we don't want to police politicians if you want to be a politician you want any of you guys want to be a politician you should be able to speak mostly freely about anything because that's how change happens right like we we say things that people don't right. agree with but there is some line there we just don't want the government to be the ones who are telling politicians what they can and can't say right so two politicians could sue one another for defamation or something if you lie about one another but it's got to reach a certain bar so it's got to be basically like malicious. Mm-hmm. So if I say to somebody, you know, you're a child molester, you're a thief, whatever, oh, okay. and I know that's not true, yeah. then even if I'm a politician in the political sphere and that person's a politician, public figure, whatever, that's not going to fly. You can't like willfully lie about mm-hmm. somebody. Mm-hmm. But we have to allow certain levels of, you know, permissiveness. He's still he's, right. he's like he's like man, what I was just sat on the stump. I was just sat on the stump calling really? someone a child molester. Why? Right. And then I got in the car. <laughs> What's them damn popsicle needs car? You get a damn mighty cube or mini cube. What is it? He need a mighty pop or something. Like what's going on? How the uh, did you guys have a show last weekend? Yeah, Sunday. How'd it go? Yeah, it was great. It was great. Is it just a show or was it like somebody won? Let's like was a uh, that was a, it was yeah both both headliners won something. Yeah. Got, so who were the two headliners? Uh, Sasha Denise and Anitra Burton. I've heard you say the name. Anitra Sheree. I think I saw the clip. I went on seeing it. Great, yep, fantastic. Yeah, that, that was Anitra. Yeah, mm-hmm. she killed it. You should have yeah. been there. You better come be, next time. You better yeah. be there next, next time. Next time, July. 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 It's a, it's a summer fresh edition. Yeah. Which, what's the date? We ain't got it yet. Huh? We, we ain't got it yet. Oh, okay. We're we working on that. We're working on that date. <laughs> well, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll hear about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll let you know. Cool. Yeah. Great. Shay. Mm-hmm. Clyde. Shout Officer, out to Officer Murky was at the door. She was on the phone. Okay. 
Hot box. Hot box. Must see the ENT. Yes. Essential vibes. Uh-huh. Land self to people, sell to himself. Yes, sir. Mr. J. Russ Jennings. Yes. Ms. Sasha Denise. Uh-huh. Granted New Psalms Baptist Church. Amen. Jason White and the Witness Riches Program. Okay. The Social Butterfly. I hate Miss Carter. Mr. Mr. Kendall Harvey Sr. Uh-huh. And the Hype Organization. Hype, hype. And if you would like to be a sponsor at the Rise and Grind Morning Show, you can hit us up at Rise and, and Grind. At the 419grind.com. We'll get you hooked up with sponsorships. I believe our first guest is here. We'll be right back. Keep hey. it locked. I was about What's up, Toledo? My name is Jason White. I'm the CEO and founder of Witness Riches. And did you know that we offer the credit repair service? If you're trying to buy a house, get a new car, refinance bad debt, or just be prepared for whatever life may bring your way, you should consider hiring our credit repair program. Typically, within the first three to six months of working with us, our clients average a minimum 100-point credit score increase with each credit bureau. So if you can use gains like that, you should consider hiring our credit repair service. All you have to do is go to the700clubtoledo.com to learn more about our credit repair program. And if it interests you, we're also going to give you the ability to start your first 30 days for just $19.99. So go to the700clubtoledo.com, learn more about our program, and we look forward to serving you. My first experience going to a dealership, I had bad credit, and the salesman made me feel horrible. I don't ever want you to have that feeling nor that experience. The guess is why for the past nine years they called me the people salesman. Good credit or bad credit, it does not matter to me. No matter your situation, if there's a way to get what you want done, I promise you, I will do everything I can to find it. So please be sure to stop and see me today at Your People Salesman. When you stand on it, cause your mama gave you all the assets you was born with. Watch your skin glow when you tell her, tell her no. And watch your soul glow when you tell her man no. Recognize the difference, it is no coincidence. Before you step on the scene, don't forget to apply your cup, cup, butter, shake, buttercream.
in the room straight. Stand up tall and own it like you own it all. Ain't no shame in your game, and ain't no one the same as you's a goddess, and you know you the hottest. And watch your skin glow when you tell her, tell her no, and watch so glow when you tell a man no. Recognize the difference, it is no coincidence before you step on the stage. has been set up for Janiel's three children, Ivy, Maverick, and Jahir. Reporting in Toledo, I'm Jaden Jefferson. <clears throat> Don't send me no video of young Mo ain't shooting. I dropped some tears when I saw how they did, bro. But you gon' live on forever, JD, and that's all my soul. You was a solid ass nigga, never switch or never fold. Now you up there with me, man, just know that we love you, bro. I dropped some tears when I saw how they did, bro. But you gon' live on forever, JD, and that's all my soul. You was a solid ass nigga, never switch or never fold. Now you up there with me, man, just know that we love you, bro. The way they took your life, this shit wicked. Man, you had a bright future, it, you baby. was gifted This shit really got my head twisted Now me and the bros stuck sitting here, we reminiscing Damn, John, I'm sorry I ain't seen you in the wild When you was doing something bad, you always had the biggest smile This shit don't seem real, I'm stuck in denial And I fucking hate your killer, hope you don't make it to the trial, bitch I dropped some tears when I saw how they did, bro But you gon' live on forever, JD, and that's all my soul You was a solid-ass nigga, never switch or never fold Now you up there with me, man, just know that we love you, bro Keep praying you not gone, but they telling me you is Don't worry about your family, your kids is like our kids We gon' ball for you forever, and we all gon' get rich You was supposed to be here with us, man, this shit got me sick I keep trying to learn from this, but I cannot see a lesson You help so many people JD, you really was a blessing You had love in your heart So we all gon' get the message But this not a goodbye This till I see you up in heaven JD, we all miss you, bro You left a hole that I don't think will ever be filled Your smile always lighted up the room You always pushed us to be a better version of ourselves 
We love you, bro. Rest up. I dropped some tears when I saw how they did, bro. But you gon' live on forever, JD, and that's all my soul. You was a solid ass nigga, never switch or never fold. Now you up there with me, man. Just know that we love you, bro. I dropped some tears when I saw how they did, bro. But you gon' live on forever, JD, and that's all my soul. You was a solid ass nigga, never switch or never fold. Now you up there with me, man. Just know that we love you, bro. First guest, Cass Stilo. Stilo, yes, sir. I've been saying Stilo all this time, so I've been saying it wrong, huh? Yeah, I spelled it as Stilo, though, okay. so I can't even be mad at you for okay, that. Okay, don't be mad at me. I was a little hurt. I was like, nah, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what up, Stilo? You're <laughs> like, no, it's Stilo. See, I'll give you a little background on that one. My first okay. name is Castillo. Castillo? C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O. Okay. So a lot of, my whole life, people call me Castillo. Oh. So my friends, my little nickname was Kaz, and then it was Stilo, you feel me? So no, I just kind of put the two together, you know what I'm saying? Made it Stilo to kind yeah. of switch it up a little bit. Make it look a little prettier. All right, that's what's up, that's what's up. So what's up? What's going on with Kaz Stilo right now? What you got, uh, what you got popping? Kaz Stilo. Stilo, I'll start it again. Yeah, yeah, Stilo, yes, sir. It's I'm sorry. Stilo. Like, like, kind of like Stilo's, like Stilo's <laughs> like, or something. You feel <laughs> <laughs> like, so, you know, fuck you. No, I'm bad. <laughs> yeah, we get it, we get it. So, no, um, go ahead, tell me a little well, bit. Uh, right now, I'm really just working in the studio. I've been locked in with my man Vaughn at Firefly, just putting in hours, just trying to get yeah. the sounds and new work, really just build up my catalog before I drop anything. I want to have, like, 50, 60 songs and delete 40 of them for my next tape, you know, give oh. you the 10 best out of it. Oh, you're going to be able to pick 10 best out of 40 songs? Well, you, you know, get my engineer, producer, other rapper friends to get the advice to a lot of other people, you know what I'm saying? Just get the thing in there. And then, you know, the songs that just hit when you put it on the right way. That's what's up. So that's um, working on a new project. When are you trying to drop that? This summer? Uh, no, it's actually coming towards like the end of the year, the more tight fall, like oh, yeah. more towards November. Don't Dropping like the biggest S. Yeah, we're going to the Christmas. biggest S. Yeah, like yeah, more towards like a little bit before that, like November around Christmas. What the biggest S man? The biggest S man, it's the biggest Stilo, the biggest swag, the biggest uh-huh. style man. This is my little moniker. A lot of people know me as my. Uh, when you look at my name, it's C A Big S, capital S. And people mm-hmm. ask, why is it capital S? I'm like, I'm the biggest S. What you oh, mean? you're the biggest S. Of course. Smell some stank in me. I'm the shit. I'm, 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 
So uh, you was telling me you was telling me in the break you opened up for a couple of the ciphers. Yeah, uh, Rambo threw two shows in the last year. He threw the Step Show. That was when he had first dropped uh, um, Major Pain and mm-hmm. Yup and his project. Okay. I had opened up for that one, and I just opened up more recently for the Melodic Cipher. Oh yeah. Yeah. Both How of them you like that? How you like that? Uh, performing, I ain't gonna lie to you, that's probably one of my favorite things in rapping so far. Yeah. The first show, it was like, not a lot of people knew me so far, you know what I'm saying? I was a little more fresh, so when I first came up there, they was kind of looking at me like, who's this? Da, da, da. But I threw like $500, so... Oh, by the end of the show, yeah. Exactly. The first, song, <laughs> the first song, though, ain't nobody come up. I'm like, there's $100 on the ground, and the, people, the females that peeped it started coming up, dancing, like, and then all of a sudden, everybody started gravitating toward the front. This nigga throwing money, what's going on? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Through a whole five, that's half a stimulus. Yeah, I, <laughs> 500 ones, man. I, hey, look, you would think it was more, though. 500 ones, that's even a, picture right yeah, there. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah that's the, with that, you gotta invest in yourself. Yeah, I did like three songs, it was like 10 minutes set. Five, yeah, it cost you $500. Man, it was worth it, though. Yeah, it was worth it, though. The second show, I ain't throwing no money, though. Did your streams pick up after you threw the money? Did, did, you, did you see a difference in your. Um, I really didn't see a difference in streams, like automatically, but for the second show, though, like I saw people gravitate more. Like I had people. Hit me up like I know you gonna throw some money, so da, da. I'm like, well, I'm not, but you can come, you come, you come support anyway. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna stop you. That's what so is that what you known for throwing that five hundred dollars? Everybody come to your show to throw some money. No, I'm really no. Right now, I'm known for really just doing some melodic rap and wearing some designer shit. That's. Hello, you don't got no uh no no brand no. Uh, no, I ain't got no clothing brand yet. Yeah, I want to drop some merch with like my next drop, but right now I ain't got nothing. If you have some merch, what you would call it? See, you putting me on the, on, the, on the spot right now. I'm like supposed that. to be ready. You see, I'd probably do like some more um, tape merch, like something like something I dropped. So it'd be like a, like I want to do something like a collab with another merch brand. So it'd be like the biggest ass time, some mm-hmm. merch drop. So you got like you know a big saying? old S on your chest, like you feel me? Yeah, with, with another band. Superman. That's... But you could put an S somewhere else, like on the side or something, get a little more drippy yeah, with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Throw a little, little S's. But well, work it out, and, and when it happens, <laughs> I help you with the idea. But yeah, no, but the uh, second, <laughs> but what I seen though from really throwing the money from the first show to the second show is like the second show, I had a girl come up to me and ask me for a picture, and, I, and that was the first time it happened to me. So, me personally, I ain't gonna lie to you, I was like, there, like, how I know you? Mm. She was like, oh, you got that one song, that joint with Young Go, you about to perform? I'm like, oh shit, yeah, oh, so took a picture. And but at first, I'm looking like, you realize you have fans, huh? Like, oh, people do like my shit, huh? Yeah, because in my, uh, you know what I'm saying, like, my last song did like, what, the song with Young Go is about to be at like 3,000, so in my mind, like, 3,000 views ain't crazy, but 3,000 people is still a lot of people. Now, was it, it was it your song or Young Go's song? It's my song featuring Young Go. Okay, what's the yeah. name of it? Feel Me. Y'all got a video for it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't got it. I, I, I said it like twice, three times. It's hard. I'm about to get on my page. Man, I'm telling you, it's crazy. Hey, Solo Vision shot it. He did some crazy graphics on it. I'm telling you, that song was one of them. That's what's up. That's what's up, Rico T? You in the building with it? What's going on? How you been? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, Life's y'all, good. Y'all got something going together? Y'all going to be working on something together? Y'all hanging out? Yeah, we got oh, some man. shit. This, yeah. this is my That's man from like probably like freshman, sophomore year of high school, 2014. Yeah. Yeah, like, real like grew up. we done probably made like wrote together no cap like 11, 12 songs. Yeah. Made like Y'all two. We still ain't, no, we still ain't put them out yet. No, we, we keep Wait. we keep getting better and better in time. We know we can make better songs. Let us right. know. develop first, right. become something, then right. hit them with it. All right, Pete, this, this is probably the first time a lot of people even gonna see us together like that. Like people, right. you'll be surprised. Like, oh, you know him? I was surprised. Yeah. See, I'm like, like, I remember, you know, I remember you from the truck and remember your name. I talked to you, told mm-hmm. him. I'm like, oh, okay. They about to bring me some heat up in here. Really, y'all just brought some good conversation. Great conversation today. Good morning. Yeah, Great yeah. conversation. How the vibe up in here? Is it hot in here, y'all? Nah, no, it ain't too hot, man. Anybody hot but you? Yeah, you got the heat, the heat on with you right now. I don't know. No. The heat is on. I'm sweating. Though. Nobody's <laughs> hot but you. I got on two shirts. I got on a t-shirt. Man. I got on a t-shirt, too? And you got, got on a hoodie. Jacket. They got on a hoodie. He got on a hoodie. 
No, that's the only one here. He's only sweating. Like, sweat. like, like I've been hooping. It's amazing how that's coming. You ain't got that Rona, do you? You know what they <laughs> no, say. No, I don't play like that. I don't play like that. My temperature is high. I check my temperature. It's just hot. So, um, what you got planned for the summer? You doing any shows? Um, I ain't got nothing planned as of right now, but like I said, this summer I'm doing a lot of traveling too. Like I just went to Tennessee to link up with um, a couple of, like artists down there. I'm trying to get the sound more at Toledo too. Yeah. I'm trying to do some more networking right now. Yeah. Get to like there. I'm trying to go to Houston coming up soon, LA. That's what's up. That's so we got some stuff planned for the summer. We might wanna uh how you be a part of. What y'all got plans? Uh, just a couple shows, not too much or nothing to get excited about. I just seen that. I just seen that one y'all just did. How you like that? It was nice. It was y'all, nice. Put that, y'all put that together right. Y'all, do, y'all nice. doing y'all damn thing. Remember I said last time I came up yeah. here, y'all. We trying. Got a lot of respect for y'all. Everything nice for sure. We trying. We trying real hard, man. We appreciate y'all support. We appreciate y'all sending y'all videos in, um, and, and just messing with the four one nine ground. Yes, sir. For real, for real, for real, for real. So, Jesse, you got any questions? Bro? I really don't. Uh, I thought you would handle that because you're the man behind the microphone. But <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to keep the show together right here. I that's appreciate it. it. I appreciate it. You, look, you just look a little nervous and sweaty. That's all. I'm not I'm by myself. Mark, you got any questions? You ain't even put your headphones on. You ain't even <laughs> rocking with me today, huh? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I'm about to say though, uh, me and Wishes. I think Wishes was just on here. Yeah, we just dropped a song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Said, I saw that video too. Yeah. I shared. He said, "That's my boy." here in the comments watching. Yeah, that's my man right there. We man, we got a we had a couple songs though. Me and Wishes, yeah. we a couple songs on the low. But yeah, we made that yeah yeah on some like we got the same uh, producer, Nato Beats. We was just cooking up with him, and then he put that beat on. He was like, "Yeah," and I said, "You know what I mean?" It's yeah. just went the one. It was one of them type things. Right. It looked so, like y'all was having a lot of fun. When did you when did you start music? Like what what inspires you to write your music? Um, to be honest with you, I started writing music as like a kid, just like for fun. Like I, like I was really big in the church of my mom, so I started writing like Christian raps at like nine, ten years mm-hmm. old. Uh, my dad's actually a rapper. I'm from Houston. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, my Papa Roo. Oh, okay. Yeah, he got songs with Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, Lines. Yeah, yeah, he used to run with the uh, big timers really back in the day. Yeah. You feel me? So that's that was always the inspiration of music back then. But you know, as a kid, I didn't hear him as a radio because it was before my time. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, on the radio, you ain't doing nothing because that's you know that's all I knew. Right. You ain't Lil Wayne. But then growing up, I'm seeing you know what I'm saying like, oh shit, you got songs to Rick Ross, you got songs to Salon. Right. Let me let me see what he's talking about and. Uh, I don't know. I got great grades in school. I graduated number five in my class, like with wow. 4.2, full ride to UT. First semester in college, I realized I was just doing it because they told me to do it. Right. Like, I, like none of the jobs on the list I wanted to do, I was looking like, I don't want to do any of these jobs. I'm just doing it because... Because it's, it's yeah. part of play, huh? So I ended up talking to counselor and everything, and it just wasn't working out because my grades were slipping because I just didn't care. I didn't want to do the job I was in college for. In college, you really got to want to, you know, be the profession you did there for. Right. So that's when I dropped out of college, and then when you out of college, you sitting there looking like, oh, I'm about to work the rest of my life, or what's about to go on? That's when I really started trying to take music seriously. And then, but you know, in the beginning, dropping on SoundCloud, just yeah. throwing stuff out, no money behind it, not knowing what I'm doing, yeah. Is that's your, not me. Is your father supportive with your craft? Yeah, he definitely gave me a lot of advice with it. Uh, I'm actually, that's why I'm going to Houston, live with him this summer, do some more music things, get some get some more shit rolling. That's what's up. That's what's up. How, how was that when you when you found out he was really the truth? Cause I I done heard a lot of Papa Rule. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, it's I mean honestly, it's been more like the last like two three years. That's really been because now I'm doing it. Now yeah. I'm, I'm like seeing like okay, oh you got 13 years ago when you two first dropped this song got two million views. I'm mm. like okay, I'm really seeing what that was doing. Like right. A gold record, you know, like really mm-hmm. understanding what goes behind the work behind it. You know what I'm saying? The money behind it for real, for real. Where do you see you and your music at in the next couple of years? I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, 
it's, it's going to be something serious for sure. Like, so I, I think my, I see my next tape doing something serious. Like, that's why serious. I, that, that's why I ain't serious. trying to, that's why I ain't trying to put nothing out this summer. I ain't rushing nothing. I'm really trying to build, like, really build the catalog, really have some money behind it, promotion, posts, like, not just trying to throw right. it out. So, so you like Rick Ross, you don't want to move fast, you want to move correctly, huh? That's what I'm learning now because I've already tried to move fast. Just yeah. shooting videos, dropping them, thinking, that's oh, so all you need is a video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't work like that, dude. Right, nah. <laughs> you, get, you might get a thousand, too. You yeah. young, you in your high school, everybody know you. You'll get 10, 20K. Who you, uh, who, you did, who you did your best feature with in the city that you would say that you worked with? You worked with that many people? I mean, I done worked with a lot of people yeah. in the city. Uh, I done worked with a lot of people that ain't dropped the songs yet, for real, for oh, real. okay. The best feature I got right now, I, I ain't gonna say, is me and Young Osan. Yeah, yeah, that's the best feature that I didn't got from the city. Me and him went, went crazy on that one. That was actually the first time that me and him had did a song because uh, I had called Rambo to put that, you know what I'm saying, set the whole little thing up because, you know, them, him and him had like four or five songs at the time. And I was like, oh yeah, hit him up. I wanna feature with him. I've been wanting to do a song. And then we had made that song and linked up for the video, and the video went crazy. The videographer went up, crazy. Feel yeah. me? But huh? I ain't got it. They've been running it up, but I ain't got it yet. Man, I didn't send it to you. <laughs> who uh, who shot it for you? <laughs> hey, Solo Visions. He oh. out of Chicago, but okay. he uh, he come to the city here and there do some videos. He mm-hmm. nice with it for sure. Hey, Solo. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Hey Solo Visions. Yeah, I haven't heard of him. Well, uh, we appreciate you stopping by today. Yes, uh, sir. We got another guest here, so we're gonna send a shout out to our sponsors, Hot Box. Oh. Before you do that, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Tell the people they can find you out on social yeah. media. I was about to say, Instagram is Castillo, C-A-S-S-T-Y-L-O. You feel me? It's the same thing. Facebook, Twitter, anywhere you want to look. And I ain't going to lie to you. I'm the only one with that name, so I'm going to pop up. Cass, so you don't know I got that name? You feel me? What about your music? What platform are you looking for your music on? Oh, I'm on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube. Same thing. Look that up. It's going to pop up every platform. Straight up? Yeah, we doing it. You got a hot playlist for them? I got a couple of shit. Check out Honor Roll. It's the last tape I dropped last year. Honor Roll? Mm-hmm. Type that I'm gonna have to look look you up, see your videos since you don't want to send them to me. Man, he no, can, just mess with like, you. Like, he'll check the email and be like, "This man has sent me 30 minutes. <laughs> 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 I, it be like that sometimes. Too, yeah. like, oh, I was slipping. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, cast Castillo. Uh, Stilo, Castillo. Yeah, it's okay. We gonna get it. Yeah, we gonna get it. I'm gonna get you. Uh, I'm gonna get you booked on Studio B. We can play some of your videos. You come For hang sure. out with me. For sure. And we will have a good time on that way. So definitely. Now gonna do some sponsor. Yes, sir. Okay. Now yes, our sponsor, Hotbox. Hotbox. Bun <laughs> City ENT. Mm-hmm. Essential Vibes. Land Self, the people sells himself. Mr. J. Russ Jennings. Uh, Sasha Denise. Greater New Psalms Baptist Church. Jason White with Witness Riches. Miss Carter, the Social Butterfly, Kendall Harvey Sr., and the Hype Organization. And if you would like to be a sponsor here at the 419 Grind, you can hit us up at Rise and grind. at the 419Grind.com. We'll get you together with sponsorships. And our other guests here, so we'll be right back. Keep it locked. You don't want to miss out. What's up, Toledo? My name is Jason White. I'm the CEO and founder of Witness Riches. And did you know that we offer the credit repair service? If you're trying to buy a house, get a new car, refinance bad debt, or just be prepared for whatever life may bring your way, you should consider hiring our credit repair program. Typically, within the first three to six months of working with us, our clients average a minimum 100-point credit score increase with each credit bureau. So if you can use gains like that, you should consider hiring our credit repair service. All you have to do is go to the700clubtoledo.com to learn more about our credit repair program. And if it interests you, we're also going to give you the ability to start your first 30 days for just $19.99. So go to the700clubtoledo.com, learn more about our program, and we look forward to serving you. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
Who's hating? Huh? Who's hating? Whoever don't like the Eagles or the Clyde Dressler Blazers. Uh, I don't like the yes, e- Eagles. Hating. You hating? But I'm not. <laughs> I think it's a nice jersey. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. I do too. Mm. You don't are like you, them, Mark? Are you talking now? Yeah. What, what's uh, your team? Who's your team, Mark? 49ers. Oh, okay. Man, yeah. mute her, Mike. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you got nothing else to say. Let me mute her, Mike. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. We are back. 
uh, with our guest, uh, Miss Jessica Fuller. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah. thank you, Jesse, for inviting me. I really appreciate it. I just want to say I try to reach out about my story to a few different people. You know, i kind of been shut out, so this really means a lot mm-hmm. to okay. me. Thank you. And no, before no we problem. get into it, is this too much air on you? Cause you oh, no, we're sweet. okay. You good? Thank you. I was yeah. a little warm. Thank you. Okay, so... Um, a little. <laughs> so first of before all, before I let you... I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to let you take control. But okay. let the people know uh, where you're from and uh, who are you. Okay, yeah. My name is Jessica Fuller. I'm 23 years old. I'm from Toledo, Ohio. Um, right now, I am studying social work, and I own a small business called Just Delamere, and I am converting a school bus into a crystal shop. Oh. So, yeah. What kind of crystals? Like power crystals, mm-hmm. like energy yep. crystals? Yep. Mm. Healing okay. crystals, yeah. 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 And, um, well, Jesse tells me you have a very insp- inspirational, powerful story that you want to tell us about. Yeah, thank you. So, so I'm going to let you yep, go ahead. I am a survivor of the trouble teen industry. Um, the trouble teen industry is an industry geared to children who have emotional problems like trauma. They may have autism. Um, they may not be fitting into their parents' ideal structure. Okay. Um, so when these parents feel like they are lost or they don't know what to do to help their children, they reach out to someone who's called an education consultant or maybe their family psychiatrist. Uh-huh. And um, then they will go on ahead and start looking for schools. Um, these schools are therapeutic approach to schools and they are geared to help change troubled teens. Mm. So is it, not to cut you off, so is it like a boarding school? Yes, yes. So you, your, you and your parents were having problems at home? And yes. And uh, uh, seeked out an alternative yes. solution and it was to send you to the school? Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. So when I was younger, I was very suicidal. Um, I had some trauma before, mm-hmm. so I was just kind of on a downward spiral. My parents really didn't know what to do with me. Are you me. only child? Um, it's kind of confusing. Okay. So I was raised as an only child by three sisters. Okay. Yeah. So Are they much I'm, older than you? Um, I have a 33-year-old sister, a 25-year-old sister, and a 22-year-old sister. So you pretty much was in the house by yourself, but yes. your older siblings was gone. Yes. Okay, I Yeah, it. and I was adopted in the family. All right. So, okay. you know, my situation's a little wild. Right. But so I was kind of spiraling out of control. Um, my parents, you know, they I was in a psych ward and they were talking, my parents were talking to the doctors. They were just like, you know, she's a threat to herself. She's a threat to us. She's a threat to society. I really was. I really was. So you did agree with yes, her? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so they placed me in a residential therapeutic center. Um, it's a lockdown facility. I'm there 24-7. Um, I have no access to phones, wow. to the outside world. Radio, television, nothing. Um, so I was in Indiana for two months. Um, then it was a short stay. Um, they didn't want to keep me there long term. So my parents placed me in a military boarding school called How Military. Um, I was there for about six weeks. Um, it was very rough on me. Uh, I was always in trouble for not following the rules. I just didn't feel like I needed to be there necessarily. So I would just 
do my own thing and I would get in trouble and I would have to march for 11 hours straight on march. the weekend. Yes. Like left, right. Left, right, left, right. Did you do it in place right. or was you walking? Um, it was just in a straight line back and forth. Whoa. Yes, for 11 wow. hours a day. Now, yes. before you went to the boarding school, you said you were at a psych ward for a stiff couple months or whatever. Did that help you in any way or did it make you come out wilder? I think it came, I came out wilder. Um, okay. I felt, it. I think the best way to describe it is like a prison almost, oh, you yeah. know? Yeah, I was yeah. very institutionalized. I couldn't talk to my friends. I could barely talk to my family only when our therapist would let us. Wow. Um, so it was very hard for me. And then after military school, um, I was a fighter and I got kicked out. Um, they sent me to Utah for 13 months. Um, I was there. It was a lockdown program as wow. well. Yes. Um, 23 hour lockdown or 24? 24 hour. Oh. Yes. They just slid your tray through the door. Um, well, I guess I should clarify. So I didn't have a lockdown cell like okay. a prison would have, um, but we were, we couldn't leave the campus. We mm. couldn't go to a different room without asking. So like if I wanted to leave this room to go to your break room, I would have to say, can I have permission to cross mm. into the break room? And they would have to say yes or no. And if they said yes, then I was allowed to go. You didn't have to have an escort or nothing if they said yes. I did have to have an oh, escort okay. as well, yes, okay. yes. So they followed me everywhere. Um, I was there for 13 months and then I it wasn't working out. I was still a wild child in the program's eyes, even though I felt like I did grow a lot from these experiences, but it was more a response to trauma, so, definitely. Uh, so you say, what, what kind of, um, when you just say you're just a wild child, what, what do you think, what do you think made you that wild? You think it was just trauma or? Um, definitely trauma, and I just want to say I love my parents to death. Right. I think they tried to do the best that they could, but I was very lonely as a right. child. Mm -hmm. I didn't have much guidance, I feel like, so that really right. set me off as well. And at what, what, what age were you adopted? Um, I was adopted at birth, um, oh, okay. so I really didn't know anything, right. but when I was in eighth grade, uh, my birth sister we never met before she reached out to my boyfriend at the time you know my puppy love boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> um and she said that i was her sister and i was adopted and i was this and that and he told me and i called the girl off of my home phone you know i did restrict it i was like this might Starts be a crazy several. person <laughs> yeah um so i called and she confirmed everything so i found out i was adopted in the family my cousin was actually my sister this whole time wow. i didn't even right. know yeah so your, so so your three wild. siblings your three older sisters were they adopted her in the system as well some kind of way so my oldest sister she is my adopted father's biological child okay so she's been around forever mm. My other oldest, she was adopted, but she stayed with her birth father, and then she went on her own journey, never really saw her. Um, and then my youngest sister, she stayed with our birth mom um, as a redemption baby. Oh, and okay. I saw her all the time. I still see her mm, a lot. So, yeah. Okay, so now let's, let's go back to the 13 months out of Utah. You, you conquered that, and now what's next? 
So um, I conquered that, but my parents didn't feel like they were ready for me to come home. You know, I was still fighting in the programs. I was still telling the staff members, like, I'm not listening to your rules. I don't belong here. I want to go home. So my parents and the staff members decided to send me to a wilderness program and um, the state of Oregon. Uh, I was out in the field. So out in the field means out in the desert completely. Like I never went inside for eight and a half weeks. Um, yes, I would sleep on the ground. I took a bath, maybe a shower, I should say, one time when I was there. Uh, eight months? Uh, eight and eight a half weeks. weeks. Eight weeks, okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. But still a long time, very yeah, long yeah. time. Um, we had to make fires out of sticks and rocks to heat up our food. Mm. We ate the same thing every single day. Mm. We would hike about 10 miles a day or every other day with 50-pound backpacks on us. Um, it, it was, did you have to dig your own restroom? Yes, we oh did, six feet down. And then we would have to go get a staff member to make sure it was deep enough. And then they would say yes or no. And then if it was deep enough, we would be able to use the restroom. And then we would have to bury it back up. Now, let me ask you a question. When you going through this, how, how were you feeling about your parents at this time? Um... I hated my parents. I was really mad that they left me there. Um, I felt like I wasn't being heard. Um, But at the same time, these programs, they are meant to brainwash you. Break you down. Yes, break you down, absolutely. And your parents as well. So my parents were being manipulated Mm -hmm. too. So whenever I saw them, it was all love. I just, I wanted to come home. I tried manipulating them a lot to let me go home. Um, It didn't work out. They were on to my game. (laughs) (laughs) But I think now we have a lot better of a relationship than we did in the pro, than I did in the program. How old were you when you were out in uh, Oregon? Uh, I was 16 at the wow, time. Wow, I couldn't even imagine sending my daughter out there. She's 15 now, so. Yeah. yeah. So I was gone from, I started when I was in, when I was 13, and then I came home at 17 and a half. Did, uh, did, uh, in the beginning, did your parents try whoopings? Try whooping me, you said? Yeah, like spanking, um, timeouts, anything? My dad did, but my mom was more of the, no, don't touch her, mm-hmm. I love her, mm-hmm. let's talk this through, so... It didn't. It didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> no, it didn't work. And I, I do, I do what I want. Yeah. You know, even if they tried taking my phone, locking me in the house, taking me to work with them, I was gone. I, wow. I did what I wanted to do. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, or God, you you fifty pounds on your back, mm-hmm. you your bathroom. Yes, and we, uh, we didn't even have like a tent or anything. We had a tarp. Oh. And we had to tie it to trees and to rocks to hold it down. And then we would sleep in a sleeping bag. Um, you know, and there was people out there when it's below zero, yeah, when there's snow. Yeah. Yes. And they, they're they forced to stay out there. Wow. Luckily for me, I was there during the springtime. So only at night, it was very cold. Right, right. Yeah. And about how many people was in this camp with you? At the time, there was about 13 other girls with me. Yeah. But... There is about 60,000 children being sent to these programs yearly. Oh, yes. Wow. So there, it's a very big industry. 
Before it was geared towards private pay practices, but now they're taking kids from foster care. The state sending kids yes, to home. Yes. Wow. Um, the best example would be Cornelius Frederick. Um, he was in a program in Michigan. Um, he was at Lakeside Academy. It's a sequel youth program, and he was sitting down at the cafeteria area. Um, and in the video, you can see him just kind of being mad, and he threw a sandwich at another kid. Um, a staff member told him, like, stop. Uh, he threw another sandwich again, and about eight staff members, very large men, uh, restrained him to the ground and were laying on top of him. Oh, no. And he actually died Floyd, or George Floyd's Oh, uh, and he was, yeah. what, 13, you said? He was 16 at the time, and there has been no justice yet so it's a very big ongoing case when was this um it happened last year i believe it was don't quote me i'm very sorry it was april 29th of 2020 mm. but he officially passed away may 2nd of 2020 and it was from wow. complications of being held down there. yes from so them restraining him. So how they, how they going how is the school going to get reprimanded from that um they closed down the school but there were charges filed, but n nothing wow, established. Yes, it's exactly. It reminds me of a movie I saw with uh, De Niro and Brad Pitt called Sleepers. Did you ever see that movie? Never seen it. It's a good movie about some kids that got they got into some trouble. They had to go to an all boys camp and they experienced some traumatic, traumatic stuff. But at the end, one of them became a lawyer and defended everybody. Good they, for him. They got out and ended up killing some of the COs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the, one of them was a lawyer and created a whole story and got him off. But anyway, let's talk about some of the tribulations and stuff you went through in, in these camps. Yeah, absolutely. Were you ever held down with knees in your back? Yes, I was wow. many times. Um, I was restrained like in a sitting style, but my back and my face towards the ground so you know kind of oh, wow. was it men or women both wow yes because i would think especially with you being a minor and being a female they wouldn't even allow men to deal with you guys you would think that but no and men can do strip searches on you oh, a lot yes it, yes so i was restrained a lot by female and male staff um i was strip searched very yes exactly um men and female could do that as well um when i used the when i went to use the restroom i had to have my door cracked open the wow. staff had to stand right there i had to sing to make sure i wasn't hurting myself you know some of the precautions is like it's understandable mm. but when you really go through it it's it's very traumatic mm. it's very traumatic um, you know, I was only 14, 15 when I was getting strip searched, and now I'm just like, don't look at me, don't look right, at right, me, you know? Right. Yeah. Definitely an invasion of privacy. Yes, it definitely is. Um, a friend of mine in the program, we try to run away. Our idea was to hitchhike to Las Vegas. We would just stay out there until we turn 18, mm. and then we'll go home. Everything <laughs> would be fine. Um, we got across the creek, and then we came up on a house, and it was actually another residential treatment facility, oh, oh, and no. they booted us right back to our facility. Wow. Were, uh, were yeah. they, they was affiliated with the camp you was from? Um, I know about them. I, I kind of knew about them. I thought it was more of a house. I saw some kids out there once in a while, so I figured it would be a house. But they weren't affiliated with each other. It's mm -hmm. just two separate programs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, 
How did you get out? Um, so after my wilderness program, uh, I told myself I was gonna go to the wilderness. I was just gonna push through it. I'm age or not age out, but I'm gonna get through it and I'm gonna go home. Uh, I was 16 and then my parents were like, yeah, we're not ready for you to come home just yet. And they sent me to a boarding school in Maine. It's called Hyde Schools. Uh, there was another campus in Connecticut that I went to as right. well, but that uh, campus shut down. So I was there until I was about 17 and a half. Um, I, I just stayed in my dorm room. That school, there was more privileges. Like I could have my phone, I could walk to school by myself, but they were very disciplined. Let's talk about your character. Let's talk about all the bad about you, you know? So I just stayed in my dorm room and eventually the program was like to my parents, you know, she's not doing anything. She right. just, you need to put her somewhere else. So at that point, my parents spent thousands and thousands of dollars oh. sending me. So they just brought me home. Right. And I, I was, I feel like I was even worse when I came home than before I went. The only thing that changed was I wasn't suicidal anymore. Mm -hmm. I so, was just mad. So when they let you walk to school on your own, how you fall, so were you followed that you know of or no? At that program, I wasn't followed, okay. but we had groups and it was a group, like a teacher and maybe six or seven other students. They were called disco groups. And we just talk about our problems. And then the staff who was the, you know, leader of it all, they would decide if we need to be watched or anything. But I feel like since I was uh, one of the only students that went to so many programs, they really watched me more than right. they watched the other students. And, um, with that, after you, after you, okay, you say, after all the money you spent, you come home. Now, while you was in this program all these years, did they rehabilitate you to make it in a society after they let you go? Do you mm. feel like you was ready to be in the real world after you've been through so much institutionalization? No. No, so no. you just out there like, oh, shit. Oh, yes. Um, I feel like I slept a lot when I came home, yeah. and now that I'm older and processing through everything, I think it was a trauma response. I was mm -hmm. just, you know, yeah. so tired from everything. Resting emotionally, too. Yeah. Yes, Were your exactly. meds? Were your medicines? Yes, I was over-medicated, to say the least. Yeah. I was on at least five medicines a day. Yeah, you drugged up, huh? Yes, yeah. they did. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes at these facilities when a child acts out, they have this shot called the booty juice. And oh. Yes, oh. and they will give you a shot and, you know, it kind of calms you down, puts you to sleep, and they'll handle you afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like when I got home, I definitely was still institutionalized. I didn't get my education until... 21, 22. Um, and how old are you now? I'm 23 now. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> okay. just the, during the pan before the pandemic hit, yeah. I got my GED, and then I was like, I'm going to school now. I'm about to be a social worker. Uh, you oh, know, I made a promise to myself in these programs like, I'm going to come out. I'm going to write a book about it. I'm going to speak about it. I don't care. I just owe it to my younger Absolutely. self. And now here I am. And somebody kinda, could be listening to you going through the same thing. Yeah, yes, yes. There, I, I'm not going to put any names out there, but there is a few Toledo survivors out here that I yeah. have met already. Yes, wow. yes. So, um, in, in the facilities, uh, 
You were you were, you wasn't sexually abused or anything in the facility, were you? Personally, I was not, but many many other students were. Right. Yeah. So thankfully, I was not. Yeah. yeah. And just uh, I guess being out of society, I guess you've been out what about two years, maybe in the regular society. Let's see, seventeen. So like four or five years. How is so. it? How is it? It's really hard, like, when people say, you know, when I meet new people, they're like, are you from Toledo? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, what high school did you go to? It's like, (laughs) I was sent out of the state my whole childhood, you know. And it's, but it's nice. I mean, I'm happy to have my freedom. I'm happy to have Breaking Code Silence, which BreakingCodeSilence.org is a nonprofit organization. Um, We are trying to to uh, bring awareness to the community and to others and find support for survivors. And we're trying to shut down these facilities right. all over. And it's called it's called Breaking Code Silence. So yes. in the facilities, you have a visit from your parents. And if maybe you say the wrong thing and do your visitation, you may have paid consequences yes. after. Wow. Yes. And we do not know when we're going home. So we never have a timeline. So we're always on edge, like, we need to do this and this to go home. And just a minor thing can really set you back. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, these, I think those type of facilities aren't healthy. They Especially aren't. Especially for, for kids, like your kid. Like, most people aren't adults until they reach 24, 25 years old. Yeah. Right. And to go through that as a kid, like, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Like, going through that, like, the, the physical abuse that they go through in those type of facilities. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, n- I never understood why those, they, they even exist. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Jesus Rivera saying, you strong, baby girl. <laughs> Thanks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's your boyfriend? That's my fiance. Oh, fiance. Yes. And yes. then you got Amy uh, saying she's beyond strong. Got a lot of support. Good. Thank um, you, guys. From the, from the comments. So, um... How can, how can people become a part of uh, Breaking Code Silence? Um, if you want to become a part of Breaking Code Silence, just go to BreakingCodeSilence.org. They have a volunteer uh, list that you can sign up for. Also, make sure you check out Paris Hilton's documentary on YouTube. It's about like an hour and a half long. And she talks about her experience at these programs. Oh, she went through one? Yeah, she did. And Kate Von D did. Oh, wow. Paris Jackson. Drew Barrymore. Well, Paris Jackson was through one too? Yes. A lot, of, a lot of celebrities, huh? Yes, yes. Did you run in any of them? Um, no, I didn't run in any. But when I was at my program in Utah, there was talk about Paris Jackson being at another facility. And, you know, there's staff members that work at multiple places. Mm-hmm. So they would come back and be like, Paris Jackson this, Paris Jackson that. And it's just like, first of all, you're breaking confidentiality right. telling me this. Right. But, yeah. So, yeah, it was... A wild experience. I don't wish it upon anyone, mm-hmm. but I'm very happy that there is awareness coming out, and I'm very happy that there's people like you who are willing to listen to our story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what kind of, I guess, what kind of advice would you give a, a young teenager or young teenagers going through what you went through right now? Um, if you have been in a facility or if you were are in a facility on a home visit or anything, my best advice is. Bullshit your way through the program. I really hate saying that because right. I feel like it's not great advice. But you know, when you're it a may child, be great advice though. yeah, when you're you get through it. Yeah. when you're a child, you don't have any authorization to just leave. So mm-hmm. 
you really have to put your head down and just go through it. But once you're out, there is so much support out here for you. Yeah. And, you know, we are trying to find different ways other than facilities to really help Yeah, people. I was going to ask you, like, what do you say to parents who have a, a, a quote-unquote troubled child? Like, what do you say to them? Like, what do they do with the child, especially not sending them to these type of facilities? Like, where, where, where are the other options? Yeah, so... I would definitely recommend starting parenting classes for you because mm-hmm. a lot of the times people think my child's the bad one, my child this, that, when really you're the parent, you're reflecting everything onto this child. Yeah. So definitely start with parenting classes, maybe some family therapy. I highly recommend big brother, big sister right. programs. Yeah. I think if I would have had a big sister or something, I would have not felt so alone. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been so wild. Um, if they're angry, do some boxing classes. Just yeah. Absolutely. Yes. You know, it really takes the village to raise a child. So right. go out there and find some resources or classes. Do they have, those, do they have those kind of activities in the facilities that you were in? No. 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 Stress relief or nothing? No, we would have school. So I would be in class with eighth graders and seniors as the freshmen all doing the same thing. Wow. Yeah, and then we just do therapy for two, three hours after school, and then it's dinner, and then it's bed, and start all over. So mm. now this is a this is a personal question. It's yes. for me. You don't have to ask if you want to. But are you still medicated to deal with the trauma that you was going through and all this? Um, so I told myself I would never take medicine again. Um, I, you know, I was really over medicated. Oh, yeah. I really don't like to take medicine, but I have started to go to therapy again to try and work through everything. Right. Um, I feel like I suppressed a lot of emotions because it was just too hard to handle and right. deal with. And I started noticing like those suppressed memories and everything are making me lash out in different ways right. or toxic behavior. So no medicine, but I'm very into the holistic healing and therapy. Right. Yeah. Right. Which it's a big deal to me because therapists, I'm like, you're all bad. You're bad <laughs> people now. Right. But I'm trying to give my new therapist the benefit of the doubt. Well, I kind of got that vibe when you said you was into the crystals. Yeah. And everything, you know. I mean, it could, it could be a lot. And I know a lot of people that have been medicated that don't like it. They don't like mm-hmm. the feeling that it just... It shuts them down where they just like, mm-hmm. like mushroom brain. Yeah. Whatever, so. But some people it does help, so I mm-hmm. am not right. against medicine whatsoever. You do what's best for you. You just had your fair share. Huh? Yes, I'll yeah. And now I'm tapped out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely I definitely get it. I, I wanna thank you for coming on and and sharing such a such a ter- touching and personal testimony uh with us because a lot of people can't do it. A lot of people like I was, I, you know, I don't be crying, but I was trying to hold back a little water because you know a lot of people, a lot of people can't go through that. And then you know, coming up, just listening to you, I feel like I took so much for granted, even though I got right. a lot of whoopings and a lot of discipline. But my mama could have been fed up with me, like man, you get up out of here, go somewhere else, and, and, and have to deal with that. So mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times we look, at, we we on the outside looking in, and, and we don't get it. Like look, when you came out, then I saw you. The thing I would have never thought I would hear the story from you. Jesse kind of gave me a feedback, but mm-hmm. I would have never thought I'd have heard such a touching story coming the body. And it's, it's a journey to be so far from home and, and, and be a child. And have I, to can't, yeah, I can't imagine doing that. Right, you know? Yeah. I, I, I just, you know, I just have to 
taking on the chin with my kids because I can't, you know. Right. <laughs> if I can't get through to them, how do you think you're going to get through right. to them? Yeah, and exactly. what's crazy is, like, a lot of a lot of parents went through trauma themselves. Exactly. Yes. So they don't know how to deal with it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to deal with trauma. Like, my kids going through something emotionally, and I didn't deal with it myself. Mm-hmm. So that's why we do have therapists and yes. other programs, like the boxing programs and stuff like that. Uh, that can help us and right. not go to these military schools and these boarding schools who I feel are unnecessary and they just out to get money. Yes, so, they yeah. are. They are a billion dollar industry right That's now. Crazy. They right. are very. And it just seems like it's just another step to get people prepared to go to prison. It, yeah. You yeah. know, there was a poll done in a survivor group about right. What we did when we came out, whether we got an abusive relationship or if we went to jail or whatever wow. else. And a lot of people actually went to jail and prison afterwards. There was a big number that voted do for you, that. Do you think that was because they were so used to being institutionalized? They're like, fuck the real world. I'm going to just go back to my three cots in the Three hots in the cotton be cool, right? Yes, and I feel like if they probably didn't have the proper resources when right. they came out. Like, we didn't work a job. We didn't cook our own food. Mm-hmm. We barely cleaned. You know, we we don't even know the fundamentals. No of kind living. of life skill training yes. or anything in there. No. Nothing. No home ec. No. Wow. You know, I, don't get me wrong. We would clean our little bed on Sunday, right. vacuum. That was about it. But, you know, really deep cleaning? Mm. No. And, you know, everybody probably wasn't fortunate to have uh, financially blessed parents to, to put them on when they get out. Like, yeah. You get out, you're still on your own now. Yeah, huh? and wow. a lot of people, you know, a lot of survivors, their parents use their college fund or, wow. you know, anything like that. So when they came home, they're home to nothing, you right. know, just like the prison system. Right. It is very similar. Yeah. And how, how supportive have your parents been since you finished the program? And I'm back out here. Or do you even talk with them? I do talk to my parents. I do. Um, When I first came out, it was very bad. It was hard. But now we're... animosity built up towards them? Absolutely, yes. Um, Now we are a lot closer. I'm I'm very thankful for my parents. I think it's hard for them to sit here and listen to my stories. Um, I do forgive them, though, because I know that they were manipulated by Mm -hmm. these programs as well. And they just... They didn't know what to do with me. And honestly, looking back, sometimes I'm like, well, what would I do with myself, exactly. too? Right. So we're we're very better. I do love them. I'm very happy that we do have a relationship, whereas some people, they're like, nope, right. won't even talk to mm-hmm. their parents. Do you believe that uh, while you were going, your parents were hurting for you just as much as you was hurting with them, kind of? Or So this one's a tough question. Okay. Um Yes and no. I believe that they wanted me home. They wanted me healthy. But, you know, looking back at photos or looking back on their letters to me, their lives continued just the same. Their lives didn't really stop like mine stopped. You know, they had to pay a little extra bills or, you know, accommodate a few things. But a lot of their headaches and stress were gone because I was away. So do you think they genuinely missed you or was more of a convenience? Both. Okay. Both, yeah. Uh, so at one point in time, I was like, whew, she gone. 
Yeah, you right. know, yeah, right. absolutely. You know, there was times where I was sneaking out the house every right. night just to hang out with some friends. And it got so bad that my mom would sleep with me or she would take me to work to make sure I'm not running away. So I feel like when I was gone, that really took some stress off their shoulders. Yeah. And they're just like, wow, this is a great conven or convenience for yeah. us, you know. And that's, that's, that's probably... That attitude right there is what brings the animosity. Yes, yes. And I did ask my mom for some photos from when I was away because they the program send weekly updates and they may include one or two photos and. She only had uh, several photos of me, but wow. in her Google Doc, she had photos like of her time when I was away, you know, her life just continuing. Oh. And I had to tell her like, you know, that really hurts my feelings. Like, yeah. how do you only have seven photos of me? Like, yeah. I was gone almost four years, right. so yeah. yeah. But I, I'm very thankful though, because I didn't start my healing journey until maybe September of 2020 about mm -hmm. this, so. It's all new and fresh to my parents as well, so they're trying the best they can to work through it with me. As, as, as long as you guys are trying, that's that's the that's the yeah. best part. At least you like say, it's just not out the window now. Yeah. Do you have children? Do you plan on having children? I do. Oh. I have two sons and oh, I have okay. a stepdaughter. That's beautiful. Um, I have a. They're gonna be four and two, and then my stepdaughter's five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when do you think you're gonna be able to tell them about your story? Or are, you, are you gonna ever let them know? Um. I think I'll tell them, but I want them to be a little bit more mature absolutely, absolutely. and understand that right. way I can be like, you know, I do this as a parent this way because I was brought up with this and I don't want you to feel this mm -hmm. way. And I want a healthy, you know, right. way. But I definitely, you know, I encourage parenting classes to everyone. I don't care right. if you're the best parent ever. I don't. Because nobody's never been no, a parent before. Yes, until yeah. you've been exactly. a parent. Right. So I signed up myself for some parenting classes as well because, you know, there is unresolved trauma within me, and I don't want right. to take that out on my children Absolutely. at all. Absolutely. So I'm just trying to find better ways to better myself and for my children from that's, this. That's beautiful. Thank that's you. Beautiful. Thank you. That's beautiful. You got anything else, Jess? Uh, I think that's it. Uh, I, I mean, I appreciate her coming on and, and sharing the story. Thank you. Um, I think it's something that a lot of parents need to hear. Right. And a lot of people who went through that same trauma uh, need to hear. Uh, uh, talk more about how can people get in contact with you and uh, the program. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I want to throw out, I think this is a conversation that needs to happen with psychiatrists, mm -hmm. social workers, therapists, all of them, because they have the tendency to be sending away the kids to these right. programs. So absolutely. that's a yeah. big issue but uh yeah you can look on breakingcodesilence.org it's a non-profit organization so no one's are profiting off of survivors we're just here to help everyone right. um also you can reach me at justdelamere.com i sell healing crystals but that's a great way to connect with me as well right. i have a chat box in there um, also, if you want to see me, sorry, I have to throw this out. I will be at the Stroll Shop and Dine on June 5th, selling healing crystals. And I will have some brochures about breaking code silence and the troubled teen Did industry. Did you bring us out today? I, you know what? I didn't, but I will stop by back again. Uh -huh. and bring. I should have. I sh really should have. <laughs> right. well, you know, he always wanted gifts. 
Yeah, I did. I saw that. I was like, wow, I should have brought some. Yeah, I'm going to step back. Yeah, because I appreciate the story. I know somebody out there that's listening that it was was touching and inspiring to. And, you know, this is one of those things in life that we really don't have no control over. Um, We all all end up taking different journeys in life. And as a kid, we'll see see an adult say, man, how that person get like that? Or how did that person become homeless? Or this, that, and the third. And then as we journey more in life, my mom would always say a saying called keep living. Yeah. Keep living and you're going to see a lot of those things that you won't answer, answer. So. I like that. You know, that was a very, I appreciate you coming on today. No, thank you for actually taking the time to talk to me about it because like I said, I kind of threw out my story to some people. I didn't really hear back. So this really means a lot and it means a lot to me within the Breaking Code Silence community to bring it to Toledo, Ohio to spread awareness. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Uh, We'd like to thank uh, Jessica Fuller for hanging out with us today um, and sharing that powerful testimony. Um, we're going to go ahead and give a shout out to our sponsors uh, Hotbox Hotbox Must City ENT Essential Vibes yep. Land Self The People Sells and Himself Mr. J. Russ Jennings Miss Sasha Denise Greater New Psalms Baptist Church Jason White and the Witness Richards Program Transcend Financially Miss Carter and the Social Butterfly Who is a Social Butterfly uh, <laughs> Mr. Kendall Harvey Sr. And the Hype Organization And if you would like to be a sponsor You can hit us up at Rise And Grind At the 419grind.com and we'll talk to you about getting sponsorships. Uh, I already got no affirmation. Um, <laughs> uh, just tread lightly. Uh, take it one step at a time. Um, it always can be worse. Um, it ain't that bad. And the rain will go away one day. So uh, Good job. <laughs> tune in tomorrow uh, for Thankful Thursday here at the Rising Grand Morning Show. And you guys have a good day. Bye. Thank you. You want to kiss well? Mm-mm. Uh,